I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The Deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Bills Mafia, we know there's only one topic every day, all Bills, all the time. And now Matt Bovey and Sal Capaccio are going really deep, talking Bills all year long, because it's always game day in Buffalo. Well, I think in one sense, Bills fans can really kind of exhale after hearing the news Mm -hmm. this week about Josh Allen. In the other sense, there's still a lot of trepidation. Sal Capaccio, Matt Bovey, it's always game day in Buffalo. Let's dive right into it, Matt. We've been waiting a long time on, you know, when I say a long time, I mean, two day, two days, essentially to hear about Josh Allen. And then you and I, we cover the team every Wednesday is a media day. Essentially Sean McDermott speaks to the media and McDermott tells us on Wednesday that Josh is day to day, which is great news to hear, but mm-hmm. he does have an injured elbow and it's very likely he's going to miss at least one start. We don't know exactly where that's going. So I think it is one of those kind of good news, bad news situations but you could probably look at the big picture and said it could have been a lot worse. Oh, absolutely. I think this is great news for the bills given the, I think a lot of people get to the worst possible outcome much faster than they should. I mean, the day that we found out that the injury was maybe a bit more serious than we thought it was going to be, because let's go through this timeline. He walks off the field on Sunday. We see him injure his arm, his elbow, but then he throws a ball two plays later, 70 yards. And you're like, ah, it can't be that bad. Then he talks about how he was in pain, but it's something he'll get through. Then on Monday we get the update of, oh yeah, we're aware. And then the different reports start coming out and it's like, okay, we won't have any more clarity until Wednesday. Finding out that he's day-to-day, even though that does mean a lot, that's a very broad designation. There have been a lot of players who are day-to-day, but they ultimately end up missing a game, two games, three games. I think the ultimate fear was, okay, this is going to require surgery, or okay, this is going to end his season. That is not what is happening. If he has to miss a week or two, whatever. The, the plan, the goal for the season does not change. If he had to miss more than a month, a couple months, miss the rest of the season, then you're talking about a different goal. If you're talking about a different season outlook completely, couple weeks, tread water. That's why you went out and traded for a backup quarterback in case Keenum. If he's got to play, I think they trust that he can go and get him a win or two. So I, I think that all things considered, this is 
almost as good of an outcome as they could have hoped for. I want to go back to that point you just made in a minute. I think it's a good point about why you bring in Case Keenum. But Matt, let's just walk through Monday and Tuesday what it was like for us even, right? Like we're trying to figure out what's going on just like everybody else. And the Bills are very, very tight-lipped when it comes to injuries anyway. So I knew like we weren't we just weren't going to hear anything. I, I could tell you though, I'll tell you, this is actually a funny story. I went to the Sabres game on Tuesday night with my son, Max. There were so many people who saw me who said, you hear anything on Josh? What are you hearing on Josh? What's going on? How about Josh? How about Josh? Max said to me at one point, he said, dad, why does everybody ask you what's going on with Josh Allen? And I said, because they all want to know. And daddy obviously is a reporter. So maybe daddy has information, but daddy didn't have information on this because we know that this kind of information is tight to the best. They're not going to leak anything. And I will also say this. I think Sean McDermott's being very honest as much as he's being tight lipped about it. I don't think he really knows much more than what he said, which is day to day, the medical reports. I'm not a doctor. I'm going to let this thing go and play out and see what, um, what, what they say. But Monday, Tuesday for me, Matt, I was just getting nauseated with all of the different people and rumors. And, um, you know, I heard everything myself from people that I like trust, not, not like inside information sources, but I don't know, friends, people I know that have, you know, have had contacts before telling me, oh man, I'm here. I'm here in Tommy John surgery. Or I heard everything from that to, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a little bit of pain oh, yeah. tolerance, right? I mean, like I heard everything and I just wanted to, and then I wanted to, jo- I didn't go on Twitter much because I didn't want to deal with it. I go on Twitter and of course I see all of these range of, you know, Twitter doctors, I guess, saying all these things. It was just, to me, it, that was one of the worst parts of the last 48 hours. It was fun and difficult and crazy trying to navigate all of it because the same thing with you. I mean, you obviously have a very, very big following on social media. You've been doing your job for a long time. Even with me, a lot of people messaging me, a lot of people tweeting me, a lot of people texting me, hey, this is what I've heard. This is what I'm thinking. This is what I've heard. And they're all so different than what the other person has said, that it's hard to kind of filter out what's legit, what isn't legit. I had a good feeling that it wasn't something super serious. I don't know if it was a gut feeling. I don't know if it was the way that McDermott answered the question on Monday in the Zoom call where he kind of laughed it off and said, yeah, we don't really know. We're taking it day by day. We don't really know. And I was just thinking to myself, you might not know all of the details, But I have a hard time believing that 24 hours after a game, you don't know most of the details or at least have a kind of basic outlook on the situation. Like a lot of these times it happened in Miami too. Josh on that last drive gets banged up. They take you right into the MRI room. So you're getting that test almost immediately. I know you got to wait a while to read the results and you got to make sure that a lot of people are looking it over. I think the bills are being overcautious with this situation as they should be. They pay this guy an insane amount of money. They trust him. They lean on him more than any other player on the roster. It's better to be safe than sorry, but yeah, legitimately. I mean, like I woke up on Tuesday morning look at my phone immediately trying to figure out who has said something, what's going on. And now you've got all these doctors, a lot of them very reputable on social media, but they're talking about, okay, this is what happens with the UCL. This is how long it misses. This is what happens if it's bad. This is what happens if it's a grade a sprain, a B sprain, level one, level two, all these things that I have not had to think about since 2018 when Josh was a rookie and he hurt himself. Now they're starting to come back again, but it was crazy. I'm happy that Wednesday came and we got the day-to-day designation 
And I'm also happy just quite frankly, like I think there's still a team that can win a Super Bowl. And yeah. you don't want any team that's in that window to ever deal with an injury that's that significant. Yeah, I think for me, the reason why I felt pretty encouraged was if it was a really significant injury, that would have been known, right? Like, like people know that. If it's yes. like, hey, we're still oh. testing, we don't know, right? I mean, that thing that comes out <laughs> where you're like, oh my God, like, yeah, this is really, really bad. And somebody would have reported that and then I mean, that's what I was telling. Yeah. That's what I was telling people at work too. I mean, we're sitting here on Tuesday and they're like, have you heard anything? And I'm like, yeah, I've heard a lot of stuff, but nothing that I'd feel comfortable reporting. Right. But I can tell you the fact that I haven't seen an Adam Schefter or an Ian Rappaport or a big time newsbreaker put out there, the injury, no news was good news. Cause it never happens where you've got a big, severe, significant injury and it takes two or three days for that news to get out there. That that just doesn't happen. So that's why I was another reason I was kind of confident of like, okay, I'm sure it's significant, but it's not nearly as significant as some people thought it would be. So you said a little while ago, this is why you trade for a case Keenum. Mm-hmm. Also why you bring in Miss Trubisky last year, right? I mean, this yeah. team they've built and Brandon Bean has specifically gone out to make sure he has a guy for this type of scenario. The reason why you brought in Mitch Trubisky last year, the reason why you brought in Case Keenum this year is if Josh Allen has to miss three, four games, we are not going to let anything derail our season. We need to keep winning, and we can't turn to some rookie who's never been there before. We have to turn to somebody who's been there who can keep us afloat. This is why you have Case Keenum on the roster. And for that, I say, Matt, you know, you got to have faith in him then, right? I mean, the alternative here is you have to also think, you know, Josh's you know, if he could get re-injured, right? What's the chances mm-hmm. of that happening and, you know, how how severe that would be? I think you have to lean on Case Keenum here and say, look, this is why we got the guy. And it, look, at the end of the day, if, you, if Josh misses, let's say, four games, might be a bad case here, but if, let's say he misses four games, Case goes two and two, and you don't win the one seed, at least you have Josh Allen healthy for the playoffs. But if Josh comes back too early yeah. and he gets hurt, even if you have the one seed, you're nothing if you go to the playoffs without him. Yo, hundred percent. And like you said, like I said too, they gave up an asset to get case Keenum because they trust him more than they would have with any of the available free agents that were out there or any of the players that they could have drafted. They wanted somebody who was a veteran who has won games in the league. I have felt about the bills going into every game this year that they should win. That doesn't always mean that they do win, but I felt going in every game, the bills should win this game. If the bills go into this game on Sunday with case Keenum, I don't think they should win the game, but I certainly think they can win the game. And if you're looking at it as kind of a four game stretch or whatever it is, this is the hardest of those four games. And I still think that they can beat this team with case Keenum as their quarterback. Not even like, Oh, they've got a puncher's chance. Like, they absolutely still can win this game if the defense shows up and if the offense just does has a day where they don't make a lot of mistakes. And a lot of people look back to the preseason and Case Keenum struggles in that first preseason game, but you got to peel it back because it was Case Keenum and a bunch of players who aren't even on the team anymore as his weapons with, you know, Isaiah Hodgins, with OJ Howard, with, you know, whoever else was like Jamison Crowder, all those guys that were lined up out there. He was never playing with like the fully first team offense as the quarterback. I am not suggesting that case Keenum is going to go out there and throw for 350 yards and three touchdowns and lead the bills to a 35 to 31 win or anything like that. But I have no reason to 
think that he can't go out there and put up 21, 24 points. And if the bills have a good defensive day, then that could be a win. You know, else he didn't have in the preseason, a game plan <laughs> to get ready and uh, say like, we're going to like, this is what we're going to do against this particular defense and against this particular player. Obviously those things help as well. That's what he'll get. We did speak to him on Wednesday in the locker room and he basically said, look, I'm not doing anything different than I normally do. I just got more reps, but I prepare the same way every week. And you know, that's exactly why you have a guy, a veteran like that, who he comes in, he knows his job. He knows he's not the starting quarterback. He knows he's the backup, but case Keenum, if he gets to start for the Buffalo bills, it's a storyline in itself because of what happened in Minnesota, the Minneapolis miracle, Stephon Diggs, And we have so yep. many plots in this game. So many storylines in this game, Dalvin cook, James cook, obviously Heron, Phil, Harrison Phillips coming back to Buffalo. Leslie Frazier used to be the head coach in Minnesota. So many different kinds of stories. The last time Minnesota came here, Sammy Watkins, end of the game, right? Then you have Josh going. You were in the picture. You yes. were in the picture. The Sammy yeah, Watkins picture, amazing. you and Jeff right Russo. I remember that right in front of me. And then of course, yeah, Josh's rookie year going to Minneapolis and the bills like 17 point underdogs and winning too. Right. There's so many subplots in this game. And I know that um, you're going to have a uh, conversation coming up with uh, someone from Minnesota about all that too. Yeah, absolutely. Because like you said, there are so many subplots and it's weird because one of the things we have in our conversation, we talked to, I want to make sure I pronounce his name correctly. So let me okay. get it exactly in front of me. It is Dane Mizutani. Okay. Mizutani. I'm glad he you talked to him, not me, simply for that. Yeah. Really nice guy. He's from Hawaii. Okay. Now he lives in Minnesota. So, you know, he was like, somehow I decided that Minnesota was the place for me. That's what it says in his Twitter bio. But he Good covers Dane, the wild. I'm he glad covers... I didn't pronounce the name like you did. <laughs> So he, so he covers the Vikings. He covers the wild. And one of the things we were talking about before we recorded the segment was what is the vibe in Minnesota? Like, do people in Minnesota think that they can win this game? Do they think that they should win this game? And he was like, man, they, it's a measuring stick. And it's weird to hear somebody say that about a team that's seven and one going against a team that's six and two. Cause he's like, they played a lot of really close games. They've played a lot of games that they probably shouldn't have won, but they ended up winning. So those could be coin flips. So it's an interesting matchup, but we did want to get that side of things. So coming up on the other side of the break, we're going to have our interview with Dane. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. All right, everybody, we're joined by Dane Mizutani. He covers the Vikings. He also covers the NHL, so he's all over the place right now, but we're getting ready for this game, the Bills, the Vikings, two of the best teams in the league. So, Dane, just your initial impressions on this matchup. Uh, I'm hoping Josh Allen plays so I can figure out if the Vikings are good or not. Like That's like the whole thing we've been trying to figure out all year in Minnesota is like the Vikings continue to win games, 
Sunday in, Sunday out. But at the end of the day, it's like they haven't put together a full four quarters yet. So I was hoping to see a full strength Bills team, see if they are going, if, if they can, can hang with some of the best. But uh, if, if Josh Allen doesn't play this week, then I guess the Vikings I, will have to wait another week to find out if they're good or not. What's amazing is how many storylines there are in this game. And then the Josh Allen one gets thrown into the bag and it really didn't need to, but you've got Stefan Diggs playing against his former team. You've got James cook. You've got Dalvin cook, Harrison Phillips playing against his former team. There are just so many different layers to it from a bill standpoint right now. They can't stop the run. Delvin cook is really good at running the ball. How good is the running attack right now? And how much does the Vikings offense lean on that? It leans on it heavily um, week to week, but there are like the thing about this team is like they can hit you in so many different ways. That's why like if the Vikings were able to put together four straight quarters, like they'd be a scary, scary team because Dalvin Cook is dominant when when they're feeding him the ball, when they're featuring him, when they're getting him going. Uh, but when you stop Dalvin Cook, you, it's kind of like a pick your poison, and then Kirk Cousins can hit you, Justin Jefferson can hit you. They just added T.J. Hawkinson, uh, a, a standout tight end. So it's it's something where uh, they can hit you from so many different angles. But yeah, I think Dalvin Cook is someone who they're going to lean on heavily this weekend against the team, like you said, that's struggling to stop the run right now. What is the vibe in Minnesota going into this game? Because obviously the Vikings have the better record. You talked about Josh Allen and getting to see like kind of a measuring stick, which is crazy to say for a team that has a better record than the team they're going against. But do people in Minnesota think that this is a game they should win? Do they think this is a game that they should just hang around with? What's the vibe there? I think people are scared of this game. If Josh Allen plays, I think people are scared of being humbled to a sense of like, okay, these are what our expectations should be at this point. Because when you look at a game like this, like if the Vikings come out against a full strength Buffalo Bills team and they, they can hang with them, even if they lose, you can kind of convince yourself like, Oh, okay. They, they are good. If, if the, the Bills are full strength, the Vikings come out and they get just destroyed, annihilated. Then it's like, okay, like what are the actual expectations for this year? So I think people in Minnesota are excited for this game, but I think it's, it's a cautious optimism because of, of what could end up happening. Understanding so many of the games that they play are close and that there's days when the offense looks good. There's days when the defense looks good. What are the weaknesses of the Vikings? Or is there one single weakness that could potentially be exploited on Sunday, whether it's Josh Allen or Case Keenum playing quarterback? I, I think their guards are rough. <laughs> their interior, so those can generate interior pressure and interior pass rush. Uh, left guard Ezra Cleveland and right guard Ed Ingram. Uh, we'll let you right through. That's like a swinging gate. Like so, if they can if they can generate a pass rush interior up the middle, that can fluster Kirk Cousins. That can make him really uncomfortable. That can throw off the entire operation of the offense. The other thing is the defense. Like they bend, don't break. But I think inherently, if you bend enough, you're going to break eventually. So like they're giving up tons of yards every game and and managing not to give up a lot of points. Um, that might not work against someone like the Buffalo Bills where they're going to gas you again and again and again, um, and then eventually probably punch it into the end zone. So it's just something where I think the defense will be tested this week, um, almost in a way they haven't to this point in the season. Um, we saw what happened when the defense got tested by Jalen Hurts and the Eagles in week two. Uh, they broke. So it's, it's something where I, mean, I think everyone's kind of excited to see um, whether the defense can kind of rise to the, the, the occasion um, this weekend. It's funny. Every time 
somebody talks about Stefan Diggs or somebody talks about Justin Jefferson, somebody goes on Twitter and is like, Oh, it's the fairest trade in NFL history. And then you'll have people from both sides who are like, you're crazy. The Vikings would do anything for Justin Jefferson. The bills fans say the same thing. How good is Justin Jefferson for people who don't get to watch him every week? He's so good. Um, I think he's uh, any given week. He could be the best receiver in the, in the NFL. I think the same thing can be said about Stephon Diggs. So like, I do think it's a super fair trade. Um, I think Kirk Cousins said it today um, in the locker room, kind of during his weekly practice conferences, like it, it was always going to be impossible to replace Stephon Diggs. Uh, but getting a guy like Justin Jefferson made, made it a heck of a lot easier to stomach. Um, I think Justin Jefferson is someone who is a special, special talent. I think he's, it's only two, three years in, but I think he's on a Hall of Fame trajectory if he can keep this up. Um, he's so good, um, but he's someone who if you can take him out of the game, which is very hard to do, almost impossible to do, uh, you can kind of stop the offense, um, you know, in the dynamic ability of it. So uh, he's a really good player. It'll be exciting to kind of watch those two receivers go at it this weekend. I apologize from going from a superstar to a role player, but how has Harrison Phillips looked? Because he had a lot of fans uh, when he was here in Buffalo. He's great, man. He, he's he's, uh, he's out against the run. He's generating a, a little bit of pass rush. I think the best thing about him, though, is just his personality. Like, yeah. He's nice to us, like, as media members, but he's, like, he fits into that vibe of the locker room so, so, so well. Um, I think he's someone who's really important to the culture of this team. So, uh, definitely someone who would like to. And my last one for me, for you, give me an X factor who maybe isn't getting talked about enough this week, who could play a big role in this game for the Vikings. Yeah, I think it's TJ Hawkinson. I think it's, he's someone who the Vikings traded for the deadline. He had nine catches for 70 yards in his debut with about 36 hours to learn the offense. So he's someone who made an impact in his first game with the Vikings. I think it's something where he's going to continue to move forward here with this team. And, and if, if he can, kind of continue to harness and learn the playbook. Um, he can be an X-Factor, not just this week, but but weeks and weeks down the road for, for this Vikings team. Awesome. Dane, hey, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. And who knows, maybe you will get to see the measuring stick if Josh Allen does end up playing. Yeah, for sure. I think anytime, guys. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy-on, easy-off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com socks. Hey, it's Sal Capaccio from It's Always Game Day in Buffalo. It's not just a podcast, it's the 25th hour of your day. Your weekly source for all things Buffalo Bills. Right on time, your time. In the car, navigate the streets with NFL wisdom in your ear. We accompany every errand you need to run. Washing the windows or vacuuming the carpets? Don't just clean, conquer. Podcasts make you more productive because we fit perfectly into your schedule. Follow It's Always Game Day in Buffalo in the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. So we appreciate Dane taking the time to join us. He does a podcast out in Minnesota, the inside purple and gold podcast. So if you want to hear more on the matchup from the Minnesota side of things, you can go check that out. Sal, I think it is interesting that the Vikings kind of have to have this dilemma of Josh Allen or case Keenum, because if it's Josh Allen and 
It still might not be a hundred percent Josh Allen, but you really will get to see what your team is. If it's case Keenum, if you win, you probably should have won. If it's case Keenum and you lose, maybe you're not that good at all. So I'm going to tell you about an interesting conversation I had that you're going to say, it's going to sign totally unrelated to the game, but I'm going to relate it to the game. Okay. Okay. So Christian Benford's in the locker room on Wednesday and I'm in there and I just asked him about, you know, defending Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen and all that. And then I said, Hey, by the way, what's it like playing with that rap on your hand? And he says to me, you know, he goes, believe it or not, it's actually probably helped me improve my technique because I have to concentrate more on, um, catching the ball with my fingertips and not my hand. I got to do that. But he said, also, I can't hold, right? I said, when I go to put my hands on someone, I can't grab their Jersey. I have to do it. So it's actually helped my technique. So this, this obstacle, and he's the way he put it. He said, sometimes obstacles get put in front of you and they actually become opportunity to get better. Well, let's relate it to this, Matt. This is a big obstacle for the bills, but I will say, I think a lot of times you see in sports, and this might be one of those opportunities where if case Keenum has to play, look, Let's lean on the run game a little more. Let's lean on the defense a little more. Let's stop trying to win just because of Josh Allen magic. Because I think this team sometimes has that a little bit. I'm not saying guys go out there and say, oh, Josh will be fine and we'll win the game. But I think it makes you get a little bit like, hey, I got to step up and do my job here and and help out. So I'm going to relate that Christian Benford obstacles create opportunities situation and what he said about his rap to say, I think this is an opportunity for the Bills to say, look. We, we have to play better defense. We have to run the ball better. We want to win here. It's not all about the quarterback. He's one of these guys, one of our guys. He's one of the team, but we're all part of this team. We need to win together. You know how I said a few minutes ago that I think the Bills should win every game that they've gone into this year. Yep. I'm going to, I'm going to have a ridiculous take and I hope that people follow along here. Okay. I think from a strictly football standpoint, you would be insane to say the Bills have a better chance with Case Keenum than they have with Josh Challen. Josh Allen's one of the best players in the world. He's one of the of best quarterbacks in the NFL, one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. But even when I think they should win a game, sometimes my gut tells me something different. I don't know why it's just, it happens. And I had the weird gut feeling that they were going to lose to the jets. I don't know how to explain it. It's just something weird that happened. I think if case Keenan plays, my gut feeling is going to be that they win a game. They're not supposed to. I think my gut will tell me, man, it's a tough one, but this team is so much better when they're the underdog, when they have people who doubt them, when they feel like they've got a chip on their shoulder, they try and manufacture it as much as they can, but it's hard when you're the Super Bowl favorite to be like, nobody's giving us a chance. Everybody's doubting us. You can do it, but it's a lot harder to do it this week. I don't think they're going to have to stretch it that far. I feel like they live for that. And that's been honestly an adjustment for them. That was an adjustment for them last year. I don't know if they would ever actually say it. We always say it's harder to be the hunter than it is to be the hunted. That's what they had to learn how to do last year. And it took them almost two and a half, three months to get there. Now you throw case Keenum in there. You almost are playing with house money. You're going into the game and you're just like, Hey, whatever, screw it. If we win, we win. Great. If we lose, we're six and three. We don't have our best player. We'll get back. So I really do think that they have a very strong chance of winning this game, regardless of who their quarterback is. Yeah, I like it. Um, and look, there is opportunity against this Vikings team. Yeah, it's a Vikings team. Yes, they're seven and one. Yes, they're playing really well. Um, they, they're winning a lot of close games. You know what else though? They have a leaky um, secondary. They are to bottom five, six teams in the league in yards per game against and yards per pass attempt in the passing game. And I think the bills will have opportunity with case Keenum. And I also want to throw out there, Matt, that 
Case Keenum is not your typical, um, you know, just backup quarterback with um, that's a, a, I would say a conservative game manager, right? Yeah. You might want to have to rein it in a little bit. I get it. Like he's not going to be scrambling around back there like Josh and you're going to be calling design runs. Case Keenum's going to throw it though. He is going to sling the ball. That's what he does. Um, that's what he's done in his career. The guy was one of the most prolific college passers of all time when he came out in what, 2013, I think it was maybe, but this guy, Case Keenum is, um, you know, a guy that is going to try, like, look what he did with Stefan Diggs in that game. He had him and Stefan Diggs have played together. They know, um, I, I have no doubt that they're going to do that, but I also say that I think that, you know, the bills will have, have opportunity there. And I think a defensive line has opportunity to get after Kirk cousins a little bit where it does scare me is defending Justin Jefferson, Adam Thiel and TJ Hawkinson. Now that's where their money's going to be made. Dalvin cook, of course, right? James cook's brother, who, by the way, hasn't had the most spectacular of seasons, but he's still obviously a weapon, but I think, you know, it's Justin Jefferson. If, if he starts having a day, then you're in a lot of trouble. If you can take away Justin Jefferson, and I think the bills will do whatever they can to take away their best player. Um, then I think you have a, a lot of chance for success, but man, he is a beast. You think Trey plays, you know, I'm going to sit here and say, I think he does. I, I think Matt, I was on the field last week before the jets game and he was going through a rigorous workout with John Butler. And he looked good, he, you know, but who knows? I mean, the weather's not going to be great. You know, they think, well, oh, you don't want him to slip. But at what point does he play that? Because you are already giving him a roster spot, right? Like mm-hmm. they could have activated him and then put him back on IR for four more games to eat the roster spot and say, okay, we're not going to lose an Isaiah Hodgins or a Brandon Bryant who they want up losing. It's been a week. It's been a week <laughs> and a half now. It's going to be two weeks. You're going to eat the roster spot again. At some point he's going to play. Mm-hmm. And why not at home in your environment um, on your turf? You know, with your facility, your surroundings, with that crowd, I think he. I, I I'm going to say he does. I don't know. It's just a guess. I also think that he's going to play based off of what we saw before the game against the Jets and just kind of the energy and the vibe he had, right. and the fact that okay, now you're at home. I don't think he's going to go out there and play a hundred percent of the snaps or anything like that. But I think that it's like dip your toes in the water and just kind of get you acclimated. I do want to bring up something that's a little bit funny. We we can see each other. Obviously you're listening to this podcast. You can't see us. I don't know if right. you noticed that I started to laugh a little bit. Yeah. So Josh, so Josh Allen tweeted a video and it's a commercial for cash app. Now it was on TV during the jets game. If you were watching at home, you know what cash app is. It's like Venmo, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like the same kind of concept, all of the responses. So, you know, I'm sure that somebody posted this for him on his Twitter account. It was probably basically like, um, maybe scheduled even no. Yeah. Can I cash app you an elbow? (laughs) Josh, like this tweet. If you're playing Sunday, please take my elbow, take my UCL, Josh. I also offer mine. Yo, Josh, can I get some money? (laughs) Just all of these things about it's so funny. And this is what's, this is what social media was like for 48 hours, but on the complete opposite end of the spectrum, when everybody was like, Oh my God, the season is done. Buffalo is cursed. They're never going to win a Super Bowl. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, it's unbelievable. It's <laughs> it's this this fan base is just unreal. All right, so um you know, let's get into kind of the the nuts and bolts of what's going to happen here on Sunday. Um the Vikings come to town 7 and 1 record and you know, they're I know that Adam Thielen even said like, we're not treating it like the super bowl, but it's a big game. Like they know what's at stake here. They, they, this is a measuring stick as Dane uh, said to you in your interview a little while ago um, for their fans, for their fan base. 
for their organization. Kevin O'Connell, they've done a great job. The Vikings have won a lot of close games. They've won games in the fourth quarter. A lot of them, their fourth quarter margin of um, scoring is really through the roof. They've done a great job there. And the Bills blew a, a lead last week. They were up 14 to three. So how do you see this one playing out, Matt? And I guess you can go either way and give us what you think on both with Josh Allen and without Josh Allen. With Josh Allen, I think that they win. And we'll give scores at the end here, but I think it's a matchup that can be favorable for them because I think that they can beat you a couple different ways, the bills. And I just expect them to clean up some of the mistakes that we've seen them make these last couple weeks, whether it's the interceptions on offense, whether it's the lackluster rush defense, I think those things will be a little bit better. I also think that they're going to be a little bit healthier this week, even though that first Wednesday injury report was not super promising. I think there's a little bit of time. It's also a home game. I think they're trending in the right direction. Injury wise, getting that back, which looks like it's going to happen is going to be, which would be massive, massive. I think that I don't want to undermine the importance of Jordan Poyer, but I think having, Matt Milano missed time has been more significant than anybody on that defense. And like we already talked about, I I do think that Trey is going to play this week. That's just kind of my gut feeling. And if you get him back, even if he only plays like half of the snaps or a third of the snaps, you still probably feel pretty good with him playing in a lesser role than you would with Christian Benford, Kyrie Elam, Dane Jackson, whoever it happens to be, you get Milano back. Maybe you get Poyer back. I think that you're in really good shape. And then with Case Keenum, you just got to simplify the offense, but you don't need to try and reinvent the wheel either. That's right. Utilize utilize Naheem Hines. Utilize short, quick passes that get the ball out of his hands. Let your playmakers make plays. And I think that they're capable of doing that. So I, I don't think that... With Case Keenum, this is like a game where they could go and just blow the doors off of somebody. But I think the fact that it's at home, they're really, really strong at home. I think Case Keenum will probably make a couple mistakes. But hey, Josh Allen's made a couple mistakes these last couple weeks. And I think that this is a really good opportunity for them to get a win. I um I think the Bills defense is going to put together a really good performance. I think you know they they're hearing and uh, from the outside and the inside about you know what happened last week against the run. I think they're going to make a concentrated effort to make sure they stop that. And if you look, actually, the the Vikings, it's kind of weird. If you look at their splits, like on the road, they just haven't been as pro, pro, proficient, especially running the ball. Um, you know, Kirk Cousins on the road. Um, I, I don't think I don't know his exact numbers, but I know overall as the offense, they haven't been as good. And they're going to come to a hostile environment. I think the Bills defense is going to play really well. And I think maybe I what I see coming out of this game is we're going to be talking about a workmanlike win for the bills. Maybe maybe that's the word, right? Like, Hey, you know what? The bills just played a good game. They played solid and that was a nice win for them. Now, they didn't go crazy. Uh, maybe it's a little closer. I'll, I'll even say, I'll, I'll say something like I'm looking maybe 23, 20, 23, 17, somewhere in there, lower scoring, close game, but never probably get feels like the game is not yours. Right. I think so. the way I, we will probably talk after the game. And I think I'm going to say to you, Matt, I never felt the bills were in any danger in this game. I think they controlled the game. So that's what I'm going to say. And even I'm going to say that with or without Josh Allen, I think that's the kind of game we're looking at because even if Josh Allen plays, I don't think they're going to go crazy throwing the ball. They'll give him, you know, throws that, you know, you have to think about the elbow and things like that. Get rid of the ball quickly. Uh, make sure uh-huh. that he doesn't get hit uh, like they did in weeks one and week two against um, the Rams and the Titans when he was getting rid of the ball quickly. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's the kind of game we're looking at here. I also think that it's weird because if they go into this game with Case Keenum as their quarterback and they win, you almost, no matter what, 
can give Josh Allen another week off, even if you think that he's probably right. ready to play. Because now you're playing once again with house money. And if you improve to seven and two, you can go into the Browns game just like, well, we beat the Vikings with Case Keenum. So we think we can beat the Browns. But if we don't, not a huge deal. We're still going to be seven and three. And we give Josh that little bit of extra rest. That is the one thing I think that's a bit concerning. And I do not think that they should rush Josh Allen back at all. I think they need to be overly cautious. And they need to try and rein him in because Josh is going to try and play whether he should or he should four days only until the next game after that. So you might, if that's the case, you're probably looking at not getting him back until the new England game, which is on December 1st. Well, unless he sits and he was close to playing in the game against Cleveland. And then you could say like, okay, we're going to give you these extra five, six, seven days. And then you're going to go play on Thanksgiving or whatever it is, but it doesn't matter. Get him back healthy. Heck, if he's got to miss three games, even if you lose the three games, you're six and five, you could still go on a nice little run at the end of the season when you get Josh Allen back, make the playoffs. None of this now with the Josh Allen injury, if he has to miss a couple of games, I know the goal going into the season was the one seed and was home field advantage all the way through the playoffs. That might have to change. But the bigger goal should still be just get to the playoffs because if you get to the playoffs with Josh Allen as your quarterback, you've still got a chance to go win a Super Bowl. Last, think about the last couple of years. If the one seed does not win the Super Bowl all the time, quite frankly, it often is the uh, the lower seeds that end up winning the Super Bowl. So, I mean, like the Rams last year stunk in their division, and then they went and they won the Super Bowl. So, yeah, it might not be the perfect outlook of a season at the end. They might still be okay. The Bills were seven and six at one point last year. They were in second place in December at seven and six. They still want up winning the division. And of course, um, having every opportunity to go to the Super Bowl. All right, one last thing before we head on out of here. Did you see the weather on Sunday? It's not good. I did. I did. But it's um, improving a little bit. But he, uh, here's what's crazy. This Sunday, what I'm, I'm looking at my weather app right now, weather.com, right? But you know, go to WKBW TV. Matt works with some you. weather people there. Thank you. Thank okay. you. I appreciate the plug there. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, but I'm looking at my weather.com app, and what it's showing is this Sunday, 39 degrees for a high, snow in the morning, tapering off. So probably mostly cloudy than anything else. Next Sunday, 39 degrees for a high, snow in the morning. And then we are looking at maybe back-to-back exact same carbon copy games, which is 39, 40 degrees, some snow, and wind 10 to 20 miles an hour. Not the best. That's Buffalo. Uh, I would be more concerned if I was on the fields like you are. Ah. The press box will be a climate-controlled 72 degrees. There will be a right. nice meal served before the game, and there will be a nice meal served at halftime. So I am going to Bring do my best. To, yes, I'll do my best to stay warm. I will say, though, I do very much miss the one thing about the press box. Very quiet in the press box, like eerily quiet because it is made to be soundproof. So when the Bills score a touchdown and there's a massive roar that you would hear out in the bowl, you don't really hear that in the press box. It's a weird thing to get used to when you are used to being down in the action. I mean, you're on the field. I shot games for a long time. There is nothing quite like the energy that you get on the sideline of an NFL game. It is so cool. I wish I could bottle it up and just like give it to people because it's such an awesome experience. That being said, when it's late November and December and it gets a little bit colder, the press box isn't too bad of a place to be hanging out. All right. Let's uh, thank our guest. You can say his name again. Can I Google it again? Let me bring it up again Dane. on my Twitter. So I don't want to get it Mr. wrong. Mi- Mizutani. Mizutani. Dane. Dane Mizutani. Mizutani. 
Dane Mizutani. Thank sick you very last, much. Sick last name, by the way. The Dane Mizutani. Thank yeah. you to our producer, Lucas Buckley. He's always doing a great job. Gets everything up uh, real quick. We send it to him and uh, Luke's doing a really good job. So thanks. Thanks to you, Luke. And thanks to all you, all of you for downloading and subscribing and being a part of us here on it's always game day in Buffalo. All right, Matt, are you going to be at the stadium on Sunday? Yeah, I'll be when at the stadium scooter? on Sunday. No scooter. No scooter. We've, gradu- we've graduated right. from the scooter. We're at a walking boot now. Removable walking, walking boot. boot. You and you, we like the- you got a limp? Uh, no, actually okay. I all don't. Right. I, I haven't been, hopefully the doctor who has to sign off that everything went well, isn't listening to this. If he is like, and subscribe, but I haven't been using the walking boot as probably as much as I should. I've been walking around the house without it and it's been really nice. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm getting closer. All right. Thanks a lot, everybody for listening, downloading and subscribing, throw us a nice rating review and all that neat jazz. You can le- listen wherever you pod. It's always game day in Buffalo.